initially in my studies, when I'm looking at David's childhood, I'm thinking, you know what? Old Jared and old David, we got some similarities. David's got five brothers. I have five sisters. Yikes. Um, David was described as ruddy as a kid, which is kind of reddish and glow in his face and his hair. I was very sweaty as a kid. And I drank a good deal of red Gatorade. So you put that together, that's a pretty ruddy child, you know? So David comes onto the scene in 1 Samuel 16. Uh, A new king is set to be anointed over Israel. So the prophet Samuel goes to the city of Bethlehem, and he meets with a man named Jesse, who is David's father. And uh, Jesse has all of his sons line up, probably most handsome, most uh, the squattiest looking one. And they walk before Samuel, and Samuel is going to see if one of them has been chosen by God to be the new king. So one by one, Samuel just says, that's not the one. That's not the one. They get to the end of the line, and Samuel probably goes up to Jesse and is like, hey, you got any other kids? Which is awkward in itself, but Jesse says something there that's really profound. He says, there is still the youngest, and he's out in the, the flocks tending to the sheep. It, you would blow through that if you're just reading it, but if you look at the Hebrew meaning for the word youngest uh, that's used here, it literally translates to lesser, the least, <laughs> Less than. He was called, David's called less than by his own father to a prophet of God. He wasn't even invited to the kid lineup. I mean, honestly, the prophet's coming to town. Line your kids up, pick the one, get all of them. And he doesn't. On this day of incredible rejection for David, he received his most confirming validation. If you look at verse 13, it says, So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. David wasn't included in the lineup. He was seen as less than, yet he was chosen by God, and the Spirit was upon him. And that was going to set the tone for the rest of his life. So you fast forward to to 1 Samuel 17, and even before all the big David versus Goliath thing happens, David goes to Saul to, to request that he fight Goliath, which is crazy in itself. And Saul begrudgingly says yes, probably believing this is going to be a suicide mission for David. So before David goes, Saul tries to equip him with his own armor. So Saul, he's a head taller than David. This armor is big, it's clunky, it's awkward. It was not meant for David. So David, uh, assured of his calling from God, assured that no matter who was in his way, whether it be a a nine-foot Philistine, he was in the way of my calling and nothing was going to stand. So David foregoes another man's armor. And he takes up what God has already blessed him with and put in his life. And it's stones and a sling. And you guys know the end of that story. David didn't persist with that armor and try to be someone that he was not because David knew that his destiny would never be determined by his own ability. It wasn't going to be about how his gifting or his skill set compared to any other king or any other warrior. God had put his spirit upon him and God had called him to be the king of Israel. And David rightfully so believed, I'm the man for the job. His assurance in that calling is what made David the giant killer that he was. So circle back, I'm reading, and I'm like, wow, I'm not like David at all. It's not even close. No, I've never been rejected by my father to the prophet Samuel, but I've, I've had these moments all throughout my life, and you guys are probably similar where I felt that rejection whether it be being overweight as a kid, whether it was not starting my senior year of baseball in high school, uh, struggling through engineering classes, I've had these little moments where I've seen myself fall short, and that has shaped the way that I've seen myself. And it may not be noticeable, because I know I stand up here on stage, and I do guest welcome and those things, but I've clouded my view, and I've devalued the gift that that God has given me so much. And um, so... 
I know we as believers, we've been saved by the grace of God. We've been called to be ambassadors for the kingdom. And if you believe that first part, that you've been saved by the grace of God, you have to believe that second part, that you've been called to be an ambassador. It's like I can cling to that most outrageous deal in history where Jesus gave his life for mine, but when it comes to him actually using me for the kingdom of God, I've said, that can't be true. (laughs) You know, I've just drawn these lines. I've seen my gifts as compared to other people's, and I'm like, wow, I'm not as well-spoken as them. I don't get the revelations that they do. I don't interpret scripture that way. Fill in the blank. I've made a comparison, and and I've I've sold myself short. I, I know I'm not speaking to just myself today. You guys, I know we don't do this. So I've doubted, based on my shortcomings, that God could or would or wanted to use me for the kingdom. So uncertain of my calling and uncertain that he really valued me that way, I've been grabbing for other people's armor all throughout my life to try to look a certain way, to try to be a certain way, hoping that you guys wouldn't look through that helmet and see the shaking 15-year-old kid on the inside. But, thank God there's a but, am I right? Come on. But I've, I've come to, for a lot of reasons... I've come to the hills, and I've, I've gotten plugged in and serving, and I, I can't just stress that enough. that When you serve here, you get pumped with so much affirmation, so much value, so much life. And I'm reminded each week that, that I am called for a specific purpose, and I've been given a unique set of skills that are unique to me. And it's the same for you guys as well. I've been reminded that God's kingdom is not one size fits all, but there are so many different talents and approaches and skill sets and an eternally vast God will use a vast assortment of people to make his name great. So to close today, let me be a voice of God to you like Samuel was to David on that day. But I want you to cling to it today. You have been chosen by God. You have been picked and you've been designed for a specific work that will make his name great and glorify him. It is something far greater than you could ever fathom and ever imagine. And you have everything that you need inside of you today to do that work. It says in 2 Peter 1, 3, that through Jesus, we have everything that we need for life and godliness. You don't have to be someone else. Be you. Take off that clunky armor and do what you do. Take up what you have, the gifts that you have inside. Because someone, I tell you, someone outside those doors is depending on that very thing, is depending on you to be you and to show them an aspect of Jesus that they've never seen and they would never seen in the entire world. So, God bless you guys. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much. Lord, thank you for saving us by grace and then calling us to be ambassadors. Lord, today I just come against any sort of spirit of rejection that may just be clouding our vision, clouding our views of ourself and and cause us to recede and and to not go forward. Cause us to compare ourselves to others. Jesus, I pray for any of those bonds of, of rejection or self-doubt or anything just to be broken away and let us just see you. Let us see that our weaknesses and even our gifts are made perfect in you, Jesus. Lord, I love you. Bless them. In Jesus' name, amen.